Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. Normally, we would spend the evening talking about Donald Trump and all the stupid, crazy, asinine things he is doing all over the world. We will speak about him tonight on certain occasions, but the show is 99% tonight committed to the coronavirus, the crisis, the pandemic, uh, the situation uh, that most parts of the world seem to be dealing with effectively. The one country who's screwing up big time seems to be the United States, and I blame it on Donald. Um, But that's not the nature of the show tonight, except indirectly. I am going to start, though, with a non-virus issue. This is the evening of the Democratic primary. And already, it looks like it's going to be a Joe Biden evening, which I think we all expected. He has been declared the winner in Mississippi. He's been declared the winner in Missouri. Michigan's still hanging out there. They won't know till tomorrow afternoon. They had 800,000 absentee ballots in Michigan. Uh, So we don't know what's going to happen, and that will be hanging out there. Uh, This may be a sign. I'm not sure, but it was announced about a half hour ago over television that Bernie Sanders has returned to Vermont this evening. He's not going to be in any particular state. It's possible he may not even win a state, though I suspect he may win one or two. But it's a good. Po- he's not going to win the ones he has to win. And there's a good possibility he may win none. Uh, if that's the case, it's all over for him. And he knows it. I feel badly for him. He gave it his best shot uh, the last time, and he gave it his best shot this time. It's just not the time for a man or a person with his philosophy to lead this country. Uh, I don't see us as a socialistic society. I don't see us as a far-left society. Even though I'm a liberal, I consider myself a moderate, and I see the Democratic Party at the center or just to the left of center, not to the extreme right, as most Republicans are today. So, Let's get into coronavirus, a bad thing. I'm going to tell you, it scares the hell out of me. I'm 84 years old. (laughs) They're saying, worry if you're old. I'm worried. Uh, I've been trying to get my N95 uh, face masks. I don't have any yet. I've been assured I'm going to get them. Uh, I'm trying to get my Pruel hand sanitizer. I've ordered it from three different sources who have assured me I will get it. I'm still waiting for them to arrive. Uh, I'm going to start tomorrow storing up on food because all I've been hearing today is store food, hoard food, because if you're told uh, to stay in, 
okay, not to get out, uh, you're going to be asked to stay in for two weeks, and you're going to need enough food. So I've already made my list. I've done this before, getting ready for hurricanes down here, but never the quantity that I'm going to get this time. I hope I have enough room in my tiny freezer to accommodate all the things I'm going to be purchasing. Well, let me talk for a brief moment about Key West here. We could be in trouble here. This is not the place to live if you've got a disease like coronavirus going around. Uh, let's face it. We're a small town, 28, 29,000 people. We mind our own business. The sun shines bright generally. But we're also a tourist community. And especially this time of the year, we are in the middle of the tourist season. So our population will more than double during, uh, right now it's more than doubling. Where are they coming from? They come in on cruise ships. Would you believe this? They come in on cruise ships. We get in an average of four or five cruise ships a day. A day. They don't stay. Very few stay over day. They come in. They drop their people off at 8 o'clock in the morning. These people run around our downtown area. They're now going to be spreading their germs. And uh, they leave about 5 in the evening. Uh, so we got the cruise ships coming in. Airplanes. Since we, we've become a popular world location for tourists, absolutely no question. They come from Asia. They come from Europe. We've got all kinds of tourists paying top dollar. I can't believe the money they pay for rooms and restaurants. And even alcohol is expensive down here, very expensive. And so the airplanes are coming in full time. We've uh, extended our airport three times, I'd say, in the last 15 years, and it was announced about a week ago we are going to be extending the runway again to take in bigger planes. Isn't that amazing? So they're coming in on airplanes, breathing all that fall air while they're flying back and forth, and they're going to bring germs with them. And then this is spring break time already. Uh, it was Today's Tuesday, Sunday, I was walking downtown and all the kids that are already in town, the college kids, they're well-behaved. They come to have a good time. Uh, they're rarely a problem, I will tell you this. But they're here. <laughs> they're foreigners coming into us with their germs. Some of them have to have the virus, just as some on the cruise ships and on the airplanes have to. And I have the fear that we're all of a sudden going to have one case, two cases, and then they're going to multiply. I, I hope I'm wrong, but that's where Key West stands at the moment. Now, people are buying food big time. They're, they're hoarding food. I've already indicated I start hoarding tomorrow. Uh, because if they tell me not to leave my house, I probably won't leave. In fact, I haven't, I haven't gone out that much this past week. And they say get fresh air, no problem. Uh, I have a little, these, the home I live in has a little walled-in backyard, eight feet tall, a little pool. I open the two doors. I got all the fresh air blowing in the house, so I'm all right. Uh, but uh, people are, Clorox is growing big time in that kind of detergent. Uh, pool, the hand sanitizer, you can't see it on the shelf in the store. Toilet paper goes big. I wrote a blog about it this past week. In Australia, the biggest thing that people can't purchase is 
toilet paper. Now, they're not telling us here to buy toilet paper yet. I haven't heard it in this country. But in, uh, this must, with the disease must come diarrhea. Because in Australia, you can't buy a roll of toilet paper. And if you can find it on the Internet, people are paying something like $100 for a package of four rolls of toilet paper. In fact, it's a necessity of life. Okay, and some foods are already gone off the shelves. Now let me tell you what else is selling big time. Ammunition. Ammunition for guns. The sales are soaring, okay? Because there's a panic now, okay? Hey, people, if they don't have enough of something, they're going to go and rob it. People aren't going to stay in their houses. People are going to get afraid and run here and run there. So all of a sudden, in the last 15 days, the sale of ammunition in the United States in the last 15 days has quadrupled. Would you believe it? It's quadrupled. And the gun owners will tell you they're going to be prepared. They don't know what's going to happen, but they're going to be prepared. And I'm going to tell you something. This is going to sound stupid coming from a guy I'm anti-NRA, I'm anti-guns, I just, I never, I never had a gun in my hand. Uh, but I'll tell you something, if we reach, and I doubt we will, but if we did reach that panic situation where people are in effect almost at each other's throats, it's going to be handy to have a gun. Yes, I never thought I'd say it. It's going to be handy to have a gun. Now, having said that, Let's talk about the test kits. This is absolutely amazing. The greatest country in the world, and we still don't have enough test kits. They said, what, two days ago they got a million four out. Who the hell's seen them yet? Last week they were going to have a million out by Friday. The week before, the same thing. They couldn't get them out. Uh, let me make you aware of something you may not be aware of. One test kit contains materials for five to seven tests. Do you hear me? So it isn't one test kit does one test, five to seven tests. Uh, just sharing that so you sometimes may want to run the numbers through your mind. Now, as of March 1st, and I appreciate this is March 10th, but these are the latest statistics I came across. As of March 1st, South Korea has performed 109,000 tests. Impressive. Italy, 23,000. The UK, 13,000. The United States, 472. Would you believe that? 472. Uh, it's wrong. And I'll tell you why it's wrong. And I blame Donald Trump for this. When he became president, he, he cut money out of the budget for different things because he needed money primarily for the wall. That wall is going to crucify us. The wall, the wall, the wall. And what he did was he took money from the CDC. I think he cut their budget in half with regard to certain things. The World Health Organization and other organizations that they have whole departments that do nothing but prepare for epidemics they don't even know are going to come or what they're going to be about. But they have professionals on staff who study everything and prepare and prepare for the unanticipated. Well, Trump stripped 
an effect economically. Our CDC, the World Health Organization, and people like that, a lot of people who had been through Ebola, who were experienced through HIV, no longer are employed by them because the budgets were cut. And that's Donald Trump's fault. He's the one who did it. He thought it was a waste of money. Forget him saying he needed it for the wall. He cut a lot of things. He didn't even throw the money to the wall. And I'm not even sure he threw this money to the wall. But he wanted to save a buck here and a buck there. And he did not have the brains to know you have to be prepared for anything that might occur. Because if you don't think it will happen, it will happen. That's been the story of life ad infinitum. And so that's the story on the test kits. Now, we got a million four out there. I, I, I'm waiting for somebody to say, I think we've, we've now tested about 1,000 people. Isn't that amazing? 1,000 people. South Korea, 109,000. You know, Italy, 23,000. The UK, 13,000. Big time United States, the strongest nation in the world, the power in the world. We can't produce enough test kits. The other thing is we got the test kits. Now, where do we send them? Under the rules of the game, before the virus attacked, you sent these to the CDC to be tested. So you had about a five or six-day interval between taking the uh, the, uh, the splotch, the splotch, uh, the swatch, or whatever it's called. They, they boom. Anyhow, and getting it down to Atlanta and getting the result back, you lost some time. Well, we can't wait that long anymore. There aren't enough people in Atlanta to do it. And if we have any brains, and I don't know if we had in the past week, we should have been training people all over the United States, in every state, in certain communities. This is where your state's product goes to be tested so we can accelerate the process. The whole key to this thing is you've got to know what the opposition is. The opposition is the virus. How many are here now? What can we expect? How will it expand? What do we have to do so we can do it? All right, so the test kits. That's the story on the test kits. Something new has come up this week, and I think it's a very, very smart item brought for discussion, has to be considered, must be considered. It's called paid leave. Because if you can't go to work, <laughs> you've got to stay home. You're not going to get paid in all likelihood. Who's going to pay the mortgage? Who's going to buy the groceries? Who's going to buy the pool? Who's going to buy the Clorox? You know, how are your bills going to get paid? And you've got to stay home because your employer may not want you to come to work. They may close the plant down or the shop down or whatever. Now, this is something we're not that aware of in this country. Every major country in Europe and Asia that has been hit by the virus has instituted paid leave any place where they say you're going into quarantine for two weeks three weeks or a month you must stay home or you've got to go someplace else they get paid even though they're not working and the government covers it well now we're in the united states and for a week we've been talking paid leave this is something we should have discussed 10 years ago and had some planning effects we knew what to do because right now, they're arguing in Congress, Trump, the Republicans in the Senate, the Democrats, 
in the house. How, what's going to be paid leave? How much? Where's it going to come from? Who the hell's got the time for this? This should have been done a long time ago. Because if people can't work, the government's going to have to send them a check as if it was a paycheck. Just to feed the kids, feed the family, nothing more perhaps. And it must come out automatically. And you don't pay this back. There's some things the government has to be responsible for in a crisis situation. I see this as one of them, okay? Because most people live paycheck to paycheck. All right. Now, there's some, some say, let's cut a check to everybody right away for $3,000. Well, what are you going to do with $3,000? Uh, if you Let's say you're earning $500 a week. Check for 3000 not bad. That'll cover you for six weeks. But if you're making twice as much, uh, then it isn't. It's like a break-even. You've got to have enough money to survive. How they figure this out, I don't know. I'm not a bookkeeper. I'm not an economist. But somebody's got to figure this out. Now, Trump comes up with the brilliant idea, okay, let's, let's cut the payroll taxes. That isn't going to do anybody any good. The payroll taxes is the money they take out of your pay uh, every week, you know, because the government could pay taxes in advance. Then if you're lucky at the end of the year when you file your return, you might get some money back. Well, it isn't that much that's taken out every week out of your paycheck. It is a lot of money, but it isn't in reality. Trump's solution is no solution at all. I don't see it as a solution. Absolutely not. But I don't know what it is. But they better move their asses because the word tonight uh, from Fauci, Fauci, who's the big man in this stuff, when he was you know, part of the uh, task force, they were on TV with uh, the vice president tonight, as they do every week. Uh, he said, you got about two weeks till it hits bed. <laughs> now, doesn't that sound cool? You got about two weeks till it hits bed. So we've got to come up with some sort of a solution on the paid leave. And I hope they're moving their asses on this because people have to have money. Otherwise, the reason people went out and bought more ammunition <laughs> is so they can go out and get what they want on their own, using their guns, they can get the food and whatever else they need. That simple. Okay. Disaster, danger, brings out brilliance in a person, heroics in a person, pure unadulterated intelligence. Think of Abraham Lincoln. It has often been said that the event makes the man. And had there not been a civil war where Lincoln acted so brilliantly, we wouldn't recognize him as the best president ever in the history of this country. You have to have the event. Well, we have an event, this virus. And I'm not looking to Trump to be an Abraham Lincoln. He lacks the capacity totally. But I want to bring out to your attention Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York. This guy's not screwing around. I knew his dad, Mario, when he was governor. Good guy. And I've always thought that Andrew Cuomo has handled the state of New York well since he became governor. We don't hear much of him. Uh, I've always thought, too, he'd make a good presidential candidate, but he's never run. In any event, 
he's showing he's showing his good thinking right now. Uh, for example, New Rochelle has become one of those sites where the virus is in New Rochelle. There, New Rochelle is a little town in Westchester County, College of New Rochelle, where one of my daughters went to college, and I went to school in New York City. We used to chase girls at Manhattan College. I, this brings back fond days, and I was so pleased when my daughter picked New Rochelle. I had nothing to do with it because I, I always thought it was a fine place. The ladies were fine that I met there. Many of them married my, my friends from college. So uh, New Rochelle's got a problem, town of 73,000. Uh, he has created Cuomo, what he calls a containment center it's an area that seems to have the most cases of the virus. Right? He has sent the state National Guard out to make sure that the people stay in that area who are in there. Sounds bad, sounds dangerous, but sometimes you've got to do some things. He isn't screwing around. He's identified a problem. He's dealing with it. The other thing is we need sanitizer. Those of you who have tried to buy sanitizer, and good quality sanitizer like Pruel, uh, know how difficult it is to buy. Every place you go, they're sold out. You go to Amazon, you, you, you go to um, Walmart, not in stock, not in stock, not in, no matter what the size. I was willing to pay $120 for a huge box, not in stock. $2 for a small package, not in stock. Well, what he started doing, recognizing the problem, because hand sanitization is one of the biggest helps in avoiding this problem. He now has the prisoners, yes, those in the state prisons, those incarcerated, prison labor, are producing hand sanitizers. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Just think how we would have thought of Donald Trump had he done it with the federal prisoners. Brilliant. Can't wait. Can't argue with you got to manufacture more, where, how. He's got the people in jail doing it. So it, it, this is a good man. Keep your eye on him. Okay, that was down to was Andrew Cuomo. Ah, now, I went shopping. I've been going shopping a little bit every day. Uh, I, I was in Sunday, I noticed this for the first time, at Publix here in Key West. You know, you read... You hear about it on TV, you can't buy Clorox, you can't buy this type of detergent, the shelves are totally empty. I saw it, our Publix, uh, uh, we have two Publix, I go to one of them, the Publix I go to, absolutely no Clorox, the shelves were empty. And across the aisle was another detergent type thing of strong power, that was totally empty. Never saw anything like this. And for hurricanes, let me say this, because I've been through I don't know how many preparations for hurricanes here, as we all have a living Key West. The thing that's gone is water all the time. You can't see a bottle of water to buy. Uh, but here, it's something like Clorox and stuff like that. The water, we got tons of water, we got tons of soda, we still have food. Uh, but And there were signs, public had signs on the empty shelves saying, we reserve to limit supplies. No, we reserve the right to limit purchases. So it, it's a problem. It's a problem that has to be dealt with, and we're dealing with it here, and I'm sure every community in America is. 
some people believe every word Donald Trump speaks. There are. I mean, let's face it. <laughs> we understand. We know this. There are some. I, I, I am not a Donald Trump fan. I, am, I didn't vote for him. I wasn't his fan. I, I remember back when he was elected, I knocked the hell out of him during the campaign. And the first day he took office, Inauguration Day, I wrote in my blog that I do every day. I said, he's, he's our president. He's my president. He's yours president. We've got to give him a chance. So I'm going to stop talking bad about him. You know how long I lasted? Four days. <laughs> Four days after he was inaugurated. I said, I can't put up with this. This guy's nuts. And I've been on his ass ever since. Not that it makes any difference or has made any difference. Anyhow, though, he has this hard, solid feel, uh, uh, backing of certain people, a large number in this country. And they believe that when he speaks, God speaks. The only way to describe it. Certain areas of our country are quarantined. Certain areas of cities are quarantined. Certain schools, for example, are closed. Now, they didn't describe in what I read the city or state, the school, etc. but here's the scenario of what occurred. Uh, this certain area of the city was quarantined. The school was having a big dance, the high school dance. Father had two or three daughters. Father and mother had two or three daughters. Father's a die-hard Trump supporter, believer, believer in Trump. And he didn't take his daughter, who should have been at the dance, were it not for the virus. She was under quarantine because he didn't want to get her in trouble. This was her school. But he took an older daughter. He and his older daughter were also quarantined. Do you understand me? But he took his older daughter, and he and the daughter, the father and daughter, went to the high school dance because Donald Trump was his president, and Donald Trump, in effect, tells him, don't worry about this thing. So he's not worrying about it. I've got everything under control, remember? And when the warm weather comes in April, it's going to be gone. What are we worrying about here? And you see what happens? Now, suppose and this didn't occur apparently, or we would have learned about it through the news, the father and the daughter who went to the dance brought the germ with them. See? But he was a hard-ass. He was an obstinate Trump supporter, and no one was going to tell him he couldn't go someplace, even though the public health of a huge group of people was at stake, and all he and his daughter were being asked to do was remain home. Okay, let's go to Italy. My God, what's happening in Italy? Now the entire, they, they, they first uh, lockdown, quarantines they call lockdowns in Italy, northern Italy, 16 million people. That was two days ago. Uh, last night they announced that the entire nation, the entire country of, of Italy is in lockdown. That's how bad things are in Italy. Absolutely amazing. And they show you pictures of the streets in Rome, in Milan, places I've visited, places where I've had pictures taken with huge crowds. Not a human being on the street anywhere. But, you know, sometimes 
good and bad get intermixed, and out of something bad, something good can occur. In northern Italy, there's a little town called Castelaverto, Castelaverto, just outside of Milan, and they have a winery. The the winery uh, pipe somehow broke, and wine that was ready for bottling got into the city water system, and 20 homes were affected. And all these 20 homes had for several days is good, great, unadulterated wine ready for bottling coming out of every faucet. <laughs> so <laughs> they may not have had water to drink, but they, 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 they stored up on the wine and they can stay drunk as long as they want and let this thing pass uh, while they otherwise enjoy themselves. So out of something bad, something good can occur. Trump, no, this is bad. This is bad. Trump's campaign chief uh, was a fellow by the name of Paul Pascali. I'm going to have to talk fast. I'm running out of time. Paul Pascali. Uh, and basically, this is the story. Air Trump's wife, Laura, Donald Jr.'s girlfriend, Kimberly Guilfoyle, uh, both, both of these ladies are on the campaign uh, they get a paycheck from the campaign, Trump's campaign. They've been getting this check since 2017 through Paul Percali's PAC or something out of San Antonio, Texas. And you're supposed to report, everybody gets a check for working on the campaign. It's supposed to report it to the Federal uh, federal Election Commission. Never was reported. New York, New York Times reported this yesterday. Now it's under investigation. Can you imagine taking money this way, and this whole setup. It was the brainchild of Jared Kirshner. That's my show for this week. I hope you've enjoyed. Uh, I wish you all good health. Uh, we may, you got to pray a little bit now. These things bother me, and I'm sure they bother you. Uh, the best to you and your family. May we all survive this thing. Good night. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.